Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Hey, Rob, there has been plenty of local-related stuff that we need to get through, but we might as well just ride this AFL train while we're here. Carlton versus Sydney tonight. That's a big game. Obviously, I've been big on the Blues in previous weeks, and they have finished the season exceptionally well. But Sydney are a team to be reckoned with as well. They made the grand final last year, haven't quite been the same swans that we're that we look forward to this year, but mm-hmm. still a very dangerous team. Um, I see tonight as maybe not a complete 50-50. I'm favouring Carlton here, but a very winnable game for the Swans. How do you think this one's going to go? Yeah, I'm, I am favouring the Blues. Um, I do think their inside game and the way they play is going to be pretty dominant in this, um, you know, come tonight. But, yeah, the Swans definitely aren't without their chances, obviously, with a young sort of side that are sort of taking a similar path to the Bulldogs, sort of, and how they made the grand final as a young side. And, and then have sort of dropped back a bit. And so, you know, they, they still are pretty young, um, the Swans. So it's, it's just interesting as well how they score without Buddy Buddy there and how these young forwards stand up with um, Amadi and uh, and that sort of thing with Logan McDonald. So obviously Isaac Heaney is going to be very important. But if it's a bit of a wet game or contested game, you can't see Carlton losing for mine, Clarkey. Um, do you see it another way? Oh... I think there's more pressure on the Blues, more to play for, which could be a silly thing to say given that it's finals and there's plenty to play for for every team. Um, But, you know, you've got these stories of Paddy Cripps playing his first final, Brownlow medalist, he's bled double blue, or whatever Carlton's colours are, um, for a long time now. So, um... Navy blue. Navy blue. (laughs) Not buffalo. Got me me buff colours. Buff nothingness. So, yeah, I, um, I think... Expect a big game from Cripps. If his body's feeling right, of course, he missed last week's game. Um, But they have made a couple of changes. The Blues, they've swung four omissions. Corey Durden, Ollie Hollands, Paddy Dow, Zach Fisher. And if you're making four um, changes that are not forced, four changes by choice, then you know your list is in pretty good shape at this time of the year. So Carlton have most of their players to pick from at the moment. Obviously, the big talk, and we don't want to parrot the other media too much, but the big talk is Harry Mackay and what impact he will have. You just get the feeling of Harry Mackay can play some really, really good football in the finals that Carlton are going to go an extra week or two into the finals. Um, Charlie Kerner will look after himself, probably the best player in the comp or right up there in the top couple of players in the competition. Um, Sam Doherty, another handy inclusion on the wing, has played some pretty good football in the back end of the season. So... I don't know. You're right. I do think that Carlton, um, it'll be that inside battle, and it could possibly suit them tonight as well, given that it is forecasted to be very cold in Melbourne. So Mm. um, I'm thinking I'm favouring the Blues here. But is there anything apart from what I said that you can pick apart? How important do you think Harry Mackay is to the Blues lineup? Um, I think, you know, it just depends if there's a defender that is going to blanket... Kerno, I don't know if there is. Looking at the matchups, you know, McCartan or Rampy maybe get maybe gets him, or you know, you got Blakey there as well. So there's a few different options that go to him, but um, definitely if he's blanketed by a good defender, then you know that the Mackay could be very important. But for mine, I, I think Carlton win this by 
that three to four goal mark. Um, and I think, you know, the pressure of September footy is, you know, I think they're going to lap it up. And obviously the Carlton guys are, you know, they've got a big supporter base behind them. So I'm tipping Carlton in that one, Clarkie, um, by about four or five goals. Mm. What, what do you got? Yeah, I'll tip Carlton as well. Do you think that that's still Sydney's, not that much have changed over the course of the season, but that's still Sydney's Achilles heel, isn't it? Their defence. Um, so, mm. you know, I think Jack Martin's an important player too, that sort of third tall type. Um, if Charlie and Harry are both getting held well, uh, Jack Martin can sort of bob up a little bit like what Isaac Heaney does, but to a lesser extent um, for Carlton. So I think that, you know, we speak about the midfield battle, which I do agree is important, and I think you've identified that well, that Carlton perhaps have more inside midfielder types, players that are better suited to finals football and the contested possession. But I think that forward backline matchup, I think if Sydney can hold Carlton's forward line, they're going to go a long way into winning that game. So, um, yeah, fascinating one for me, that one there. Um, what else? With, there was a couple of other things with that game that was interesting. Papley is back. Uh, obviously, he's a game-breaker. You know, we talk about match winners for Sydney, um, and Tom Papley's right at the top of the list there. Who's going to win it for the Swans? Who are the match winners? Like, Matthew Lloyd has been saying that he wants to see more from Isaac Heaney. He was talking about that on Footy Classified, and, and I don't think Heaney's record in the finals stacks up super well for a player who's considered an elite player in the competition. Um, and I think and another obvious one, but Errol Goulden is one that uh, the Blues are going to have to look out for. Had about 44 possessions against the Blues during the preseason, so they'll be very, very familiar with Goulden. I'm not too sure how he went in the regular season against the Blues, but uh, an All-Australian player and someone who's had a very good season. So I'd say the Blues will have to put the clamps on Goulden and it'll be interesting to see um, sort of who plays in that wing spot. They've named Akers and Doherty at the moment um, who are good players, really good runners, um, but they have omitted uh, Ollie Hollands and Zach Fisher who perhaps have a little bit more sort of speed that can match a Goulden type. So... Interesting battle there, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd, I'd be hoping some of those midfielders can break even a bit with the, with the Carlton inside mids, and then obviously Goulden's probably their most important player for tonight. Um, and you also factor in uh, inside 50, if the small forwards are able to get a hold of it, if Heaney's able to present, and obviously if Papley's up and about, he is very energetic. So if Papley does you know, get up and about, then maybe that also helps as well. But their back lines for mine's obviously weak, and there's no you know, surprise that you know, they are in that search for a key back now, So, mm. um, with Paddy McCartan also retired. So you know, they are looking in that area, but you know, it's something they're going to have to strengthen in the off-season. Oh, 100%. Um, do you reckon they'll land Ben Mackay? Oh, yeah, it seems like they're likely the front runner now. So obviously, as a bomber support, I thought that we were probably going to be getting him. Wasn't super fussed about it, but probably thinking about it, we probably do need that sort of type. Cirque Thatcher is going to be probably leaving to Port um, as well, perhaps, or maybe he ends up staying if um, you know if uh, Radicalia goes there. So mm. I think right now, you know, it's silly for Sydney not to land a big key back. Yeah. With um, obviously with that retirement, and they might need a ruckman too. So, bit of could be a busy mm. trade period, I think, for the Swans. Um, we'll move on. So, yep. final tip, final tip. You've said yeah, the Blues, Blues four goals. Four goals. Mm. All right. I yeah, I'd love to go something different, but I can't jump off the Blues now. So we'll go the Blues. St Kilda versus Greater Western Sydney Saturday afternoon at the MCG. I love that time slot. Um, an unfamiliar time slot, perhaps to St Kilda though. Normally playing out at Marvel. 
Max King returns for the Saints. Um, and this is a great opportunity, I think, for St. Kilda. Young guns like Matthias Filippo, Mitch Owens, Nasiah Miller, Malira Wanganin, Marcus Windhager. Players like that have been in excellent form all season and been main contributors to St. Kilda's rise up the ladder. But, you know, without being too cliched, it doesn't matter unless you perform in the finals. So I think this will be a big, um, a big opportunity for those young guys to sort of really stamp the future of St. Kilda. Yeah, definitely. Um, the matchup wise, I'm looking forward to how the Collingwood half, uh, the St Kilda half backs in Sinclair and Wanganim a year ago. Mm. Um, the matchups are going to be interesting. Obviously, one of the big matchups will be Max King on Sam Taylor. Um, the midfield matchup, but we spoke last week a bit about just the GWS side and how you got all that top end money sort of spent in that sort of top line of players, and then mm. it sort of filters down to role players. So, obviously, Toby Green, I think. Judging from what we've heard, it seems like Jimmy Webster's going to get first crack at him. So that's an important matchup. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the St Kilda midfield does go against the Giants because it does seem like Giants do have the edge in that aspect. Mm. Um, but They just seem workmanlike, don't they, the Saints midfielder? Like, if you yeah. look at the names, Jack Steele, Seb Ross, Brad Crouch, you know, they're good players, certainly not selling them short, but... Not brilliantly skilled, certainly, um, I suppose, you know, some of the Giants midfielders too. Callan Ward and Cornelio are more tractor types. Tommy Green's um, sort of like that Paddy Cripps type where maybe not super skilled or super quick, but quite crafty with his handball. Josh Kelly's the real silk out of both teams' midfields. Um, mm. And then, of course, you have some classy wingmen too, like Brad Hill and Mason Woods in pretty good form. But it's an interesting matchup. Um I think, obviously, Jesse Hogan's yeah. quite important yeah, for yeah, another aspect, the yeah. Giants. Jake Riccardi will be a second foil to him. Daniel Lloyd announced his retirement, but still comfortably in the Giants' best 22, it seems. The Toby Bedford stuff was making news all throughout the week. Ridiculous how long it took to come with a verdict. Like, that was... I don't know why it takes so long. Um, but I think the right yeah. decision was made in the end. Did you see much of this incident? Yeah, I only actually really caught on to it um, for whatever reason uh, last week, uh, you know, late last week. So obviously it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty disappointing decision really, um, just with how it unfolded. And then obviously the timeline was, you know, far from ideal when you got selection night Thursday and you still don't know if a player's going to be playing or not, Clarkie. So, you know, it's, it's a very weird one. But I think the right decision was made though, mate. Yeah, I agree. Um, which... That has been almost the story of the football year, hasn't it? These suspensions and tribunals and things like it's that. It's unpredictable, isn't We're it? We're going to have it again this week with Braden Maynard and Jacob Van Royen, and that's only been one game. So it seems like every week we're going to have a tribunal story, and I think that that's my, that's my prediction of this year. We're going to have a tribunal story like that in the grand final that's going to be controversial. You know, someone with a little soft bump or something where someone's hurt their head. Um, Mm. or potentially hurt their head or look like they've hurt their head and that sort of dominates the headlines but interesting um, before we move on from that game and give a tip Mason Wood is a player that has interested me this year he's sort of we spoke about Oleg Markov and discarded players who have found a home at a new club and really thrived perhaps under a new coach and Mason Wood seems like a Ross Lyon kind of guy whenever you hear Ross Lyon talk about Mason Wood in interviews he's always super positive um, I like the look of Wood. He's a bit of a, like he's an athletic wingman type that can impact in the air, sort of a bit like how Camden McIntosh when he's playing really good football for Richmond can be, but I think Mason Wood has a little more, a few more strings to his bow and can impact aerially better than what Camden McIntosh does. So he's been one that's sort of taken me by surprise a little bit this year. What have you thought about Mason Wood? 
Yeah, well, Mason Wilbur's pretty much my only fantasy choice selection that went, you know, went well um, as a surprise selection. I did start the fantasy season with him on a wing, so I'm um, in the midfield, sorry, so and, and he was averaging high hundreds, so um, oh, you know, one tens, one fifteens at times. So you know, I think he's he's always been that key four that was much maligned at uh, North Melbourne, wasn't he? So, mm. but that wing role he's changed into and. Geez, he's you know he's very much on the cusp of probably an All Australian um, jumper as well. So mm. must have a good tank. Yeah, I'm going Giants though, Clarky. Who are you tipping? Um, well, you're rushing me for a tip. I wanted to ask you about one more matchup. So yep. I'm going to go for St Kilda, but gets me to my crescendo question. Who is going to win the ruck battle, Rowan Marshall or Kieran Briggs? I think two of the top five ruckmen in the comp at the moment. Um, Briggs has had a great season so far, and obviously Marshall, um, some, you know, his season speaks for itself. Who's going to win that one? Uh, I'm sort of going Marshall. Um, depends if Marshall can get him around the ground, mate. So, mm. But I am tipping the uh, Giants, so maybe Briggs will have a big game. No worries. So you're going the Giants. I'll go to the Saints for interest's sake. Um, name your... We're going to go to a break, but name who gets best on ground for the Giants. Who's going to prove you right with your prediction, with your tip? I'm going Tom Green. Tom um, Green. As a bit of a different uh, one. So I think he's still obviously not the elite player that he... Um, not elite yet, but he's slowly getting there, isn't he? Yeah, I'm going to go... Gee, I wanted a special one here. I'm just going to go Jack Sinclair gets his 35 and and plays very well and gets the job done at the MCG. A bit of a bigger ground for him, wider spaces. So that's my prediction there. Still need to talk about the other game, which is Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. Robbie, it is a big weekend in local footy. Mm. Uh, we have the Caffle Grand Final, Central Australia. We have the Minahan medal decided. Anthony Mankara hasn't been offered a contract at Bombers. Um, Anthony McDonald and Woody has announced he's playing at the Tiwi Bombers. There is so much to talk about. Um, might even sneakily touch on the old Banks Tiwi alignment that has hit the press during the week. So plenty more to come here on SCN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SCN Fridays in the top end. 16, 11 a.m. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. Remember to check us out on social media at SEN Top End. We are everywhere. We are on Facebook. I think we're on Twitter. We're on a few mm. other places, so get around us. Um, and call or text in at 0426 307 269. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know your thoughts about all the AFL stuff. Um, any other sports too, if you want us to talk about that or have a question, and especially any of the local stuff. That's what the guru, Robbie Hale, and I love to sink our teeth into. So get around us on the text line at 0426 307 269. Robbie, let's finish off some of these AFL games. The last game that we haven't spoken about is, of course, the Brisbane Lions-Port Adelaide game, the qualifying final. The winner will book a home preliminary final. Uh, the Lions are obviously a hard team to beat up at the Gabba. You get the feeling stopping Charlie Cameron is going to be very important for the power. Uh, yeah. The Port team has swung the selection axe. The skipper Tom Jonas and Travis Boak both have been omitted. Um, so that's the story there. They must be tough conversations for a coach like Ken Hingley, surely. Yeah, they've got here Tom Jonas injured, but do you reckon he was admitted? Well, I think he was injured at training last night, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he was 
on the way out anyway. I don't think he was going to be selected even if he was 100%, but who knows. That would, would that be tricky? Like, you're a coach. Um, I know they're big boy conversations and you would trust that Jonas and Boca immature people, sorry, mature people and would just cop it on the chin and, you know, team first and all that sort of stuff. But when you've worked so closely with two, uh, yeah, I don't know if you could call Jonas a legend of the club, but someone who's skippered the club for so many years and Travis Boak, who's played 300-plus games, mm. and they could miss out on some potential final successes. That's what they're hoping. Um, so be a tough conversation. Yeah, it definitely is. It is tricky when you have blokes that play on um, past their use-by date, you know, sort of, and obviously club legends, and you even see it at local level, guys that, you know, um, you see it at every club. They normally just play them at local level. They're too yeah. afraid to have the conversations. Yeah, normally, but oh, they also they can't get through trainings, and mm. it makes a real sort of awkward place. And if you're a new coach coming in... Um, it does get tricky, and maybe that does lead into some of our predictions for the NTFL season coming forward as well. So, but um, yeah, obviously with Bokey going out as well, it's pretty crazy. Um, but for mine, Brisbane and Brisbane should be very tough to beat, I'd imagine. Scott Lysette, Todd Marshall, and Trent McKenzie return for the power. But where does the Lions have the edge here? Like I mentioned, Charlie Cameron before. Um, Brisbane's forward line pretty good, and they seem to be a four or five goal better team up at the Gabba. Uh, obviously, the power will be looking at players like Connor Rosie, Zach Butters. I think Jason Horn Francis needs to have a big game there to win. Um, but where are the game breakers for Brisbane? Um, I think their number one most important player is Lockie Neal. Mm. Um, obviously, did I am cheating. I did see something during the week which um, details Lockie Neal's form against. Uh, Port Adelaide because Port Adelaide didn't bother interviewing Lockie Neal as a kid. Oh, okay. So there's a bit, so of, a bit of that. So Lockie Neal hates Port Adelaide for that reason, <laughs> apparently. So they And he was like a late draft pick for a Brownlow medalist. I think he was like late 30s or 40s. Mm. Um, but from whatever reason, he just absolutely hates Port Adelaide and that is dictated through his form both at Freeho and as well as Brisbane. So I expect William Drew to go to him yeah. um, and that should help. Uh, but you know, mid, mid, the Melbourne, uh, Brisbane midfield does bat reasonably deep, so they're not short of um, players through that area. But when Lockie Neal has been tagged, though, Clarkie, he has like, Melbourne have struggled at times. Yeah, and so Drew's a, a good tagger. Oh yeah, definitely. So that could be a matchup that goes in Port's favour potentially. You know, obviously um, you're backing in Neal, and why wouldn't you with his record that he's had against Port Adelaide? But mm. yeah, Willem Drew not without a chance. Who did he play on? Recently, Nick Dacos, wasn't it? And did quite yeah. a good job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll back him in here. Willie Rioli, what are your thoughts? Do you reckon he'll have a big game? He normally rises to the occasion in the finals. I think so. Who's um, going to play on him? I think maybe McKenna or Coleman. Yeah, that'd be they a have a funny way of matching all the, all the Blackfellas match up on each other Willie. normally. Um, yeah, well... Well, is that the right matchup, though, Kadeen and Willie? I think Willie would be right. I think he's not going to get a lockdown sort of defender, is he? Um, so, mate, it depends. I, I, I'd imagine Starcevich does go to sound Pal Pepper because I think Pal Pepper's in pretty good form. A bit stronger build, yeah. which Starcevich perhaps matches better with. So I think so. Maybe, I think, maybe McKenna to Willie and let Kadeen rebound. Yeah, well, McKenna's still going to rebound as well, so it's going to yeah. give opportunity for Willie to get on the scoreboard at least, so he won't have that real lockdown defender type on him. If you're, say, like, let's say Jed McEntee plays that small forward role, defensive forward role, do you send him, if you're Ken Hinkley, do you send him to Connor McKenna or Kadeen Coleman? Who do you want to shut down? Uh, Kadeen yeah. better skills, Coleman more run. Sorry, Kadeen Coleman better skills, Connor McKenna more run, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd probably say McKenna, maybe. 
if you're doing that sort of, you know, watching it. But then you can also alternate as well. Um, Kadeen sort of does come in and out of games and does have big moments, and then he sort of goes missing for a little bit as a young player still developing. So I'd probably go Connor to start with, but it's an interesting decision, though, mm. and it's one that you could probably alter during the game. Yeah, we're sort of... Might be a hot seat. Chop and change in between a couple of teams here, but Xavier Dersma, he's a player that I've always been interested in, the bow and arrow. He fell out of favour for quite a lot, but finding a spot back on the wing. Alongside Zach Butters also on the wing, is that where you play Butters? Do you think do you play him in the guts and around the stoppages, or do you like him more where he can use his run and creativity on the outside? Uh, I like him in the middle. Um, I'd be surprised if they go that way. I'd imagine that you know Butters drew with that tagging role, and Rosie would be their starting midfielder. Where does Wines go? I think Wines goes out to the wing. Um, he, he has Slowest been, wing one I've ever seen. Yeah, he's been playing a lot out there. So I'd expect sort of that. Um, but if we're talking about ways to get them, I think those three, um, obviously with Drew on the rock, low, lockdown and Butters and Rosie through the middle, that is an aspect where they can get um, they can get Brisbane, I feel. Dunkley and Barry aren't quick. So mm. um, that's definitely an aspect of where Port Adelaide can get them. So... No doubt that'll be spoken about in the Brisbane room, so, Clarkie. So, who's your tip? Jeez, I've just sort of spoken myself into Port Adelaide, but I'm going <laughs> to stick with the Lions because I think Lions at the Gabba, but I think it's a lot going to be... I think it's going to be a pretty close one. I wouldn't be surprised if Port get up, to be honest. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go the Lions. Yeah. Um, I think the Lions are still shaky, still gettable, but perhaps when they come across to Melbourne. So, I don't know whether I have them as, like, premiership favourites or anything like that, but... A game like this at the Gabba, I think they might be able to get the job done and, and get the win in front of a home crowd. Um, what would be the margin, in your opinion? I think it'd be close. I oh, don't you think said it would be two close. or three, right. two or three yeah. goals. I sort of feel. Um, or do you see something different with the margin? Uh, these games can blow out, but I wouldn't have thought so. I think that's about right. Uh, before we move on, let's mention another Darwin player, Zach Bailey. What role do you expect from him today? Obviously, named in the forward pocket. If you're Port, do you put the clamps on him, or do you just hope, hey, look, you know, we have to stop Charlie, Cameron, we have to stop Cam Rayner. There's just too many players. Um, so maybe Zach Bailey gets off the chain a little bit. What do you expect yeah, of him? Yeah, I, I sort of hope he does. Um, I think Charlie Cameron links in as a very important player and obviously because I don't like Collingwood um, if Brisbane do go to the, you know do make it through the GF then I'm, I'm hoping Charlie Cameron can run right come grand final day mm, so 100%. yeah yeah I'll go the Lions as well I think they get this one done yep alrighty plenty more to come here on SCN Fridays in the top end thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter